Sometimes you have to go through the fire. I, at one time, I'd called uh, Fred. Uh, you all remember Fred. He's my prayer partner. He moved up to D.C. And I was, uh, there were some young people that kind of disturbed me that was leaving the church. And he said, Johnny, because he calls me Johnny. He says, I'm his pastor, but he calls me Johnny. He said, Johnny, people are not ready for your kind of message until they live some life. So they ain't lived enough life yet. But they live enough life, they'll come back here and get it. Because, see, once you live enough life, you understand. So I said I'm going to be uh, Coach Fields today. Can I be Coach Fields? Can I wear the hat yes. of Coach Fields? Now, how many of you have been athletes in here? Raise your hand. Been athletes and played some kind of sports, okay? So you've heard, the, you've heard this before, okay? Sometimes you just have to suck it up. Right. Isn't that right? Sometimes you just have to suck it up. And if you've been an athlete and, 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 you've play, and I've been a track coach, I've had people, you know, that say, now don't throw up on my track. You over there in the grass, throw up, right? And when they get through, they come back. Come on, let's suck it up. And so sometimes you have to suck it up. And if you've been an athlete, how many of you have heard coaches say that? All right, so, but did you really know the true meaning? I'm going to give you the true meaning, what it means to just suck it up. All right, and you're going to see in the Bible that there were places that men and women had to be in where they just had to suck it up. What happens is we've heard so many sermons that make us feel good that God's going to do this, God's going to do that. And he, you know, he asked me why, asked me why doesn't he not do it? He's given us the tools to do it. Uh, he's given us the strength. He'll strengthen us to go through some things because you're going to grow through some things. And so when I say suck it up, it means to? Endure a period of mental, physical, or emotional hardship with no complaints. Sometimes you just got to deal with it and not complain about it, right? You see, it's just life. And life happens, right? And so we have to just put it together, and we'll talk about it later, get our strength from the Holy Spirit, and suck it up. Mm -hmm. You just got to do what you got to do, right? Here we go. It also means to prepare oneself to put forth greater effort in overcoming an obstacle of any type, whether it's physical, mental, or et cetera. And some of us, some of you all know, well, some of us in here know what it's like. Sometimes we just have to go through major surgery. Come on. Sometimes we have to go through chemo. Come on here. There's women in here, and we've done the breast cancer week. Remember that month? That have lost body parts, right? But what did they have to do? Suck it up. And they were able to get up and witness. You can lose finance. Lose your job, lose your career. You know, things can happen. Lose people. Bury folks, right? Right? And so you just got to suck it up and deal with it. And I love the, the people looking here around that's like, what is he talking about? Keep living. Right. Okay, you keep living. You, you'll hear that. My pastor said that. I didn't know it would be me. <laughs> yeah, poor thing. All right, here we go. <laughs> And lastly, it means quit whining, suck it up, and drive on. See, quit whining, suck it up, and what? Drive on. And drive on, all right? Now, see, we can look at this, and you say, well, how can that, where is that at in the Scripture? There was a man in the Scripture who God, he was wrapped up in humanity, who God had something for him to do. You know what I'm talking about, right? And his name was Jesus, right? And when he was at the table talking to the fellows, he says his heart had great his soul had great sorrow. Did he not say that? And did not, when he went to the garden, not my will, but what? Thy will be done. The Bible says he went there three times. And after the third time, he was able to say, not my will, 
Thy will be done. And got up and was ready to just suck it up. Period. Because he had to go. He had to go and deal with his cross, right? I'm trying to prepare you and strengthen you and encourage you because you're going to have one. And some people here know what I'm talking about. Some people in this church, sitting in this church, has had great losses. They can tell you what it's like to have a loss. Are y'all with me this morning? All right? You can turn your TV on and hear somebody talk about prosperity later on this evening. But we ain't dealing with this today. We're going to deal with life and what it is. We're not going to be whining. We're going to deal with what we have to deal with. Isn't that right? And I'm one that can tell you that. All of the things that, you know, you've never heard Pastor Fields whine through prostate cancer, no. You never heard him whine when he had bone cancer in his spine, and some of them know that, right? Right? right. You just had to do what? He had to suck it up. What am I going to do? Lay there and complain? Do what you got to do. Right? And I'm not the only one in here that's going to deal with some chemo. I'm not the only one. No, I'm not the only one that's going to. I don't deal with that other stuff. Everything else is good. I don't believe in all that because I do the right diets and all this stuff. But I've buried both of my parents. You got parents living, you're going to do that. Right? You're just going to do what? Right. Some of you may have parents that you have to put in a home. Yeah, that goes that way, right? And what are you going to have to do? Do what you have to do. Right? Nothing's going to change some of the things. I wish it was so easy that I could say, God, bring me, make me healthy and nothing ever happened to me. I don't want any sorrow and I want my children to be successful and grandchildren and general. That ain't the way that works. Right? But he's given me what? The strength. We talked about that list last week. He's given us the strength and the power to deal with life. That's right. Because life will chew you up if you don't have inner strength and inner power. You see? You got some, some married folk in here, right? <laughs> You're going to do a whole lot of sucking it up. <laughs> oh, yeah. You see? You know, next year, August the 22nd, Sister Gwen and I will be married 50 years. And I've had to suck it up a whole lot, right? So she'll see. She'll get me behind. That's why she hit me up here a few minutes ago. I didn't understand that. But see, so here's, this is it. It's just life. Quit looking for an easy way out. Sometimes there's no easy way out. There's a way out, but it ain't an easy way out. You just got to suck it up and work through it. You say, I'm going to talk track. I was a track coach. And a lot of times in the workout, somebody, oh, they talk about they hurt us. You got to work through it. You just got to work through it. Just keep working. Keep working. Work through it. Work through it. And guess what? If you work through it, this is track I'm talking about. All of you have it. There's something called a second win. And so sometimes you have to suck it up till you get the second win. But the second win is there. And if you don't get it in practice, you'll fall apart in a race. If you don't get this in church, you're going to fall apart in life. Here we go. Now we're going to turn to 2 Corinthians 7, verse 4 through 5. All right. <clears throat> I have spoken to you with great frankness. Now, this, this is Paul talking here. And, you know, Paul was quite something. And we, I mean, Paul was a hardcore tough guy. Right? Yeah. You all read your Bible. You all know Paul was really something else, right? And so you, and he was, I mean, but in all his strength, he still had weaknesses. Here we go. I take great pride in you. I am greatly encouraged in all our troubles. My joy knows no bounds. And he was say, he's talking to the church. He says he takes good pride in them because they were doing a good job. And he was talking about all this, but then he's going to talk about himself. Listen to what he says. For when we came into Macedonia, we had not rest. Paul said he didn't get any rest. Nope. All right. Have you ever been there? Well, you didn't get any rest? Mm -hmm. Well, you laid up. So nobody in here has done this, but let me just kind of talk. All right. 
where you laid in bed wondering how you're going to make it, where your finances was, where your marriages was, where your children were, had a restless night. Has anybody ever had a restless night? So somebody knows what I'm talking about, right? All right. So Paul was in the same situation, and he loved the Lord, but he was in that same situation. Now, some of this is going to be from the NIV, some from the voice. So you all looking at your Bibles, you won't have it pretty soon. And I got it from three different versions because I want you to get it. I want to be exactly 30 minutes, so give me the flag in 30 minutes, all right? We were harassed at every turn. He said he was harassed. Have you ever been on a job and got harassed? Mm -hmm. Huh? <laughs> Let's go further. You ever been in your household and, 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 right. and been harassed, right? Right. On every turn. That's he said what? Conflict, right? Yes. On the outside. On the outside. Okay, you know what that's called? Say, what's that called, Pastor? What's that called? Life. Okay. All right. And fears within. Wait a minute. And this is Paul talking about who would face anything, but he said he faced some fears within himself. You see, see, so fear doesn't always, it's easy to go one-on-one -on -one somebody. But fear can be, am I in the right career? Am I investing my money right? Right? Am I in the right relationship? Right? right. Have, do I have the right doctors? Y'all with me? Because we're talking about what? We're talking about life. And so Paul's talking about life here. He's talking about he was tired physically, emotionally. He was going through some things. And we all been, he had conflict with people. How many of you, with some couples and married people in here, got kids? That's called conflict. All right. Here we go. Now from 2 Corinthians 4, starting at verse 7 from the voice. Now we're going to talk about you as a person. We are all vehicles, or we, we can say it this way. Uh, uh, we're all vessels. We're vessels made by who? You are a vessel made by God. All right? This beautiful treasure is contained in us. Cracked pots made of earth and clay. So, so we are beautiful, but there's something powerful in us. We're made of simply clay. But there's something in us that's beautiful. All right, keep going. So that the transcendent character of this power will be clearly seen as coming from God and not from us. See, there, there's something in us that we should know when we tap into it that that power is so powerful, we know it didn't come from us. It comes from God. Do you understand what I'm saying? When you go through things sometimes, you, here's what we're doing wrong. We're looking up. I love that scripture. I'll look up unto the hills from which comes my help. That's the Old Testament dude. Guess where my help comes from? I look from within which comes my help. Because who's in there? The indwelling Holy Spirit. The indwelling Holy Spirit is in you. Jesus said that. That he would give us what? The Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit would be our comforter and would teach us and bring back remembrance what he taught. And the Holy Spirit would always be within you. So the strength that you're looking for is not on the outside of you. The strength that you're looking for is on the inside of you. But you have to tap into that. Are y'all with me? <laughs> all right. Am I doing all right? We are cracked and chipped from our affliction on all sides. Wait a minute. Have you ever been cracked and chipped in your life mm -hmm. from everywhere? Right. Like the old folks say, all oh, hell broke loose. It's like you, you ever and the worst thing you can ever say is, and I know nobody do it. Have you ever done this said, well, it can't get any worse. Mm -hmm. And then worse shows up. 
That's what he's talking about here. Life is going to crack you and sometimes chip you. But it's called what? Say that. Life. life. It's just life. All right? But we will not be crushed by them. But we're not going to be crushed. Sure, we're going to grieve. We're going to even cry. We're going to mourn a little bit, but we refuse to be crushed. Do you know why we won't be crushed? Because what's inside of us. That's right. We'll go, yes, we'll be going to hospitals and graveyards and maybe even prisons, but we refuse to be crushed. We refuse to be crushed because what's on the inside of us. All right? We are bewildered at times. Yeah, the Lord tells me, no, I know, I know, I know I've been bewildered at times. Have you ever been bewildered at times? Mm-hmm. Have you ever just felt like, I just don't know what to do? Mm-hmm. All right? But we do not give into despair. But we won't give into despair. We refuse to give into despair. You see, there's a scripture that says, try the spirits, little ones, by the spirit, big one. When we see certain spirits come in, we need to figure out where they're coming from. Because we refuse to allow the spirit of despair, despair excuse me, to come into our life. Right. All right. In verse 9, we are persecuted, hmm. but we have not been abandoned. We've been, we've been persecuted. God's still there. He's still there. You see? We have been knocked down, but we are not destroyed. And we've been knocked down, but not destroyed. We've been knocked down. Knocked down means you can get a telephone call. They will knock you off your feet. You can sit in the doctor's office and get knocked down for real. (laughs) Right? You understand what I'm saying? Someone, you know, I'm saying this because it's life, right? You can go home and it's empty. Y'all know what I'm talking about, right? But we what? We're not abandoned. We're not destroyed. All right? You see, let me tell you this way. Cancer can come into your body and begin to destroy your body. But it can't kill you. And this is God's will. You're looking at it. You're looking at it. They done told me how many times I'm supposed to be gone, and I'm up there looking at him. Right. The very doctor, this is a true story, that told me, Dr. Pecorell, great guy, much younger than me, talked to me. He's the one that called me in and said, Johnny, you got cancer. My surgeon said, after it was all done, you got five to seven years to live, 24 years ago. I'm still here. He's dead. Wow. You talking about it? Stand up sometimes. Do you know why some people don't make it? You ain't got no fight. You got to have some fight in you. You see? The question is, Jesus says, not my will, but thy will be done. How big is the will in your life? That's the issue. How big is the will in your life? I don't care how I'm knocked down. The will in my life will give me more life to get up and deal with what I have to deal with. And guess what? I have the tools, and so do you. You have the tools to complete any journey that God has put you on. You see? You got to deal with that. All right. I have no clue where I'm at. Uh, now we're on the NIV. Oh, okay. We are hard pressed on every side. Yeah. See, I'm doing the NIV. I'm doing the message. I'm doing all because when you walk out of here, you're going to have this message and you know about it. We are hard pressed on what side? Every side. But not crushed. Say that. But not crushed. That's right. 
You understand what I'm talking about, all right? Perplexed, but not in despair. But we don't, we don't live in despair, all right? Again, persecuted, but not abandoned. We can be persecuted, and you are going to be. There's nothing new about that, what's going on now, you see? But not abandoned, all right? Struck down, but not destroyed. Struck down, but not destroyed. Sickness can do that to you, but it can't destroy you, all right? People, but it can't destroy me. You understand what I'm saying? All right. And the message puts it this way. I we, love the message. Mm-hmm. You see, the, the, the guy that done the message called himself a biblical interpretator. Mm-hmm. And he tried to make it simple for us. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people say, well, it ain't right because it ain't the King James Version. The Bible wasn't written in English. Y'all do know that, right? <laughs> do y'all, do, y'all do know that, right? So all, ain't none of them written. Right, it's written in, uh, I ain't going to give you a lesson on that, but anyway. All right. We've been surrounded and battered by trouble. Have you ever been surrounded and battered by trouble? Troubles? Not trouble, troubles. All right. But we're not demoralized. But we're not demoralized. I'm still standing. You see? We're not sure what to do. But we know that God knows what to do. We don't know what to do, but we're sure that God knows what to do. So we tap in within the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit leads us and guides us because he knows all things. So when you get in that situation, that circumstance that you don't know with the little knowledge you got, speak to the Holy Spirit. He knows. All right? We've been spiritually terrorized. And we've been spiritually, that spiritually terrorizes spiritual things because some things are not emotional disorders. They're spiritual disorders. That's right. That's right. And we got to figure that out. You, you know fear is not an emotional thing. Fear is a spiritual thing. Mm-hmm. Y'all do know that, right? All right. But God hasn't left our side. But he ain't left our side. And you know, guess how you know? You're setting up in here. That's right. You done been through something. Isn't it something that we just about as bad sometimes as the children? Let me tell you something. If I can be freed from slavery, walk through the Red Sea, huh? get hungry, and he feed me from manna from on high, then I'm, I'm, I'm good. You know, so one of the things that when I read the Bible and, and Jesus fed 12,000 people, or how many, five, and then they didn't count the women and children, he'd fed, he done called up dead people, and then when he was walking on the water, the disciples were scared of him. Talking about he was a ghost. Let me tell y'all something. If I could feed 12,000 people with somebody's lunch, I can walk on water. You see, you laughed at that. If I can become a cancer survivor, huh? then I'm not worried about any other sickness that could come up on me. Huh? Is anybody in there? Don't raise your hand because folks like to meddle. All right. If you filed bankruptcy and lost everything and began to gain it back, what you worried about because your car, your air conditioning went off? Your furnace went out? Are y'all with me? Yes. What are we doing? <clears throat> we mocking God. All right. 
We may have been thrown down, but we haven't broken. <laughs> We've been thrown down, but we haven't broken. You get back up. You get back up. How many of you going to watch the football game on Monday? Mr. Mahomes going to be playing Monday, I guess. He'll be back. He'll be back. You understand? And guess what? The best thing sometimes is for somebody to be removed from your team. So you have to learn to step it up yourself and not have to pin. You know, it works that way sometimes. You understand that? Now, verse 10 from The Voice. We always carry around in our bodies the reality of the brutal death and suffering of Jesus. Now, you got to get this. It was brutal the way Jesus Christ died, wasn't it? Okay, here we go. As a result, his resurrection life rises and reveals its wondrous power in our bodies as well. Did he die? Um, didn't he? Was he resurrected? Did he come back? Now, I'm just talking about troubles now, not physical. I don't care what your condition your condition is in. God can resurrect it and bring it back to life again. Yeah, he can do that. All right. For while we live, we are constantly handed over to death on account of Jesus. Do y'all know something? Say what, Pastor? What? You know what you're all doing in here? Dying. You know you're dying, right? You, you, you know, you know, we're all dying in here. We're getting, one, we're getting just one day closer to death. Right? Well, that didn't go over very good at all. <laughs> but that's the truth. Yes, we are. One day closer to it. We all died. But here's the, here's the issue here, all right? And this is so that his life may re be revealed even in our mortal bodies. But his life is revealed into our what? Mortal bodies. And guess what happens? We live. We live. All right, where am I at? Verse 18. I had to cut some off because I didn't want to be up here very long. So y'all excuse me, all right? Because the worst thing to do is to overeat. That's right. So we do not set our sights on the things we can see with our eyes. We don't set our sights on the things we see with our eyes. Mm -hmm. That stuff's all fleeting. That's right. All right? And it will eventually fade away. It's going to really fade away. How many of you watched the news? You saw California. Is California? Yes, them beautiful homes? That fire just wiped them out. That's right. Wiped them out. Right? Things that we can see are not eternal. All right? Instead, we focus on the things we cannot see, which live on and on. We focus on the spiritual things, which live on and on. You see? All right. Now we're going to read Philippians 4, verse 11 through 13 from the NIV, then the voice. I am not saying this because I am in need. Oh, I love this. I love this. Paul's saying, he's talking to him, and he's saying this. I'm not saying this because I am in need, and this is what we all want to get to. I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. This is what we need to get to. He says, I've learned to be what? Content, no matter what the circumstance is. That's right. Because I've been someplace before, and the same God that got me out of that then is the same one to get me out of this now. Right? That's, right. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. All right? That's right? Again, he says, I know what it is to be in need. He says, I know what it needs to be in need. Has anybody ever been in need here? I ain't talking about just money. It can be just loneliness or whatever. You in need to a job, whatever. 
a home, whatever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He said, I've been in need. Right. All right. And I know what it is to have plenty. He says, I know what it is to have plenty. And you know what y'all's pastor says? Handle your mountains and your valleys the same because they both just temporary. Mm -hmm. All right. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation. In what? Any and every situation. In what? Any and every situation. In what? Any and every situation. I've learned to be content. You know why you can do that? Because you know who God is. All right? I can do all this through him who gives me strength. And he says, I can do all this. Through him who gives me strength. Why would God give you strength? Everybody look at me. Why would God give you strength and you ain't going to have to go through nothing? Folks walk around, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me and get some bad news and fall apart. <laughs> huh? He says, I'm giving you strength because you're going to have to go through something. Period. It's not going to be moved. He didn't say, no, he didn't. There's no place in there where God said it's going to be easy. He just said, I'll give you the strength to get through it. I'll give you the power to overcome it. You better hear me today. There's some people in here can testify. Listen, you better hear, Pastor. Been there. All right? <clears throat> I can be content in any and every situation through the anointed one who is my power and strength. I can be content through any situation through Jesus Christ, the anointed one, who is my power and my strength. Amen. Who's your power? Christ. Who's your strength? What, what, what did Pastor say? How big is Pastor? Pastor is one million times bigger on the inside than he is on the outside. How big are you? Because the Holy Spirit's on the inside of you, right? He created the heavens and the earth? Well, that's pretty powerful, isn't it? He's inside of you. So how big are you? That's right. That's right. You all don't know how big I am. You can't measure this five foot seven and a half. 107 such pounds. You don't know. Huh? Because what, what, what's, what's in him is a thousand, a million times bigger on the inside than it is on the outside. That's where my strength comes from. Not my size and my weight, but who's inside me, the Holy Ghost. Do you tell what I'm talking about? The Holy Spirit. All right. I lost my paper. That's why I'm looking and I can't find oh. it. But just go ahead and read. I'll figure it out. Our, our last scripture is <laughs> Romans 8, verse 37 through 30. Now, wait a minute. What is at the top of you all's page? Unconquered. What? The top of there. What do you got up there? Unconquered. Unconquered. <laughs> unconquered. You know why you're unconquered? Go ahead. In all these things, we are more than conquerors. We're more than what? So that means you can't conquer us. Satan is a lie. He's been lying to you all the time. You didn't know that? You've been conquered by lies because you're supposed to be unconquered. That's right. Because who God is. Because you are how big? That's right. That's right. That's right. Here we go. I'm getting ready to finish it up here. Again, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Now, here's what gets me. Not just a conqueror, more than conquerors. Mm -hmm. Man, that's huge. Yes, that's is. huge. Yes, it is. All right. 
For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, yes. nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation, will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Period. Period. That's it. Period. All right. You all that's going to be baptized can head to where you're going. That's it. Period. Period. You can walk across, DJ. Don't go around the back. I'm up higher than you when I'm up here. Don't put your little finger up because we ain't going to do that up here. <laughs> all right. So here's what we're talking about, y'all. We've got to do what, folks? Y'all can look at me. They're just going to be baptized. Mama, you need to go with her. Uh, we, we, y'all can look at me because I'm something to look at. All right. <laughs> Listen to me, people. Take this message and put it into your spirit and put it into your heart and start walking like a Christian. Start walking like a child of God. I'm a child of the Most High God. I'm empowered by the Holy Spirit. Are you? Are you? Are you? Then start living like it. Say amen to that. Amen. All right. My voice is about to go here. We know that we deal with a battered women's shelter, right? Yes. Every year. And there's a note, um, excuse me, there's a sign sheet back there. All right? And I'm not pleased with there's three or four things not there. Let's get that fixed. All right? And some of you know better. Right? It's not what a Christian says or a God, child of God says is what they do. Amen to that? Yes. All right. You feel good? Yes. Was that, did you, you, get, did you learn something? Yes. All right. Stand. 